0: Hello, and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. Today I'll be speaking with Craig Robinson about his new Peacock original series, Killing It. It's about a man down on his luck who decides to go to Florida to hunt snakes for money, which like, is something that could only happen in Florida. We also chatted about The Office and how Robinson is basically America's best friend. So go on, grab a snack, because I'll be right back. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash/metaverseimpact. Okay, I have to admit up top that when I first learned about Craig Robinson's new Peacock original series, Killing It, premiering next Thursday, April Fourteenth. I secretly hoped it was a spinoff of The Office. Robinson plays a man also named Craig. He's down on his luck and decides to go to Florida to hunt really big snakes. I mean, come on, can't you see his character from The Office, Daryl, doing exactly the same thing? And as you'll hear, even Craig Robinson gets it, because the character he brought to life on The Office jump-started Robinson's career and solidified him as America's best friend. Like... America loves Daryl.
1: Okay, bring it home now, and don't forget the new black man phrase I taught you. Pippity poppy, give me the zappa. Yes, sir. Remember that. I'll be right outside if you need me. All right? Yeah. Taught Mike some new phrases. I want him to get the raise. Just can't help myself. My claims. We're all a family, you know? We right? are. We are a family. Oh, okay. So, um, what's his name? <laughs> all the way in the back. Yeah. Oh, very funny. What's his name? Uh, (laughs) I'm thinking Roy. Roy left years ago. What's his name? I don't believe I have had the pleasure.
0: Michael, I gave you a ride home last week and we spent an hour in traffic. What's his
1: name? Jefferson. Nope. His name is Michael. Hey, let's call us what it is. It's like she only wants to hook up when Ryan comes around. It's gotten to the point where I get excited every time I see that little dude walk through the door.
0: Well, I just need to know where this is going.
1: Hey, I like you, all right? It's not to like. But you need to access your uncrazy side. Otherwise maybe this thing is run its course.
0: I too sometimes have to unaccess my crazy side.
1: Those clips are obviously from
0: The Office provided by NBC Universal. The Office aside, Killing It is a perfect vehicle for Robinson because we as an audience fundamentally root for the characters Robinson creates. We want them to succeed. And Killing It, which is all about chasing the American dream, is yet another example of how Robinson isn't just a great comedic actor. He also proves through his performance that, well, it's never a bad idea to root for the little guy.
1: Craig, wow, I barely recognize you out of your guard uniform. I need $20,000 for a down payment on a piece of swamp land. Are you applying for a loan? Yeah. I'm an advocate for black people. It's important you know that, because I can't give you a loan. i worked on that presentation for over a year. This is your life, Gregory. You gotta take action. I don't have much right now. I have no car. Call the fire department. My home is a 24-hour gym. Hey Camille, Marco. I got offered a new job in Columbus, Ohio. You're not taking my daughter to Columbus. They don't even have a sports team. They have the blue jackets. (laughs) You are not making my daughter a hockey fan. Doing the right thing is never a mistake. I believe in karma. What about Nemo's mom and finding Nemo? You think she got what was coming to her? We don't know what Nemo's mom did before the movie started. We don't know how she was. You don't have to worry. I'm not one of those weird Uber drivers that doesn't talk. Oh. Sorry, I just have to do one thing. What's that hammer for? Hammering! Ah! What
0: the... ah! 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 Would you mind sliding down a touch? No! No! So, you're probably wondering about the snake.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I wonder I'm wondering about. Burmese pythons eat everything. It's an ecological disaster. So the state pays for every dead python we bring in. Whoever gets the most snakes wins you $20,000. You do want to team up. I'm tough. Don't you hear my rugged Australian accent? Okay.
0: After the pandemic and with like, you know, everything that America in general is kind of going through economically, it does feel like this show is perfect for the climate we're in right now. You know what I mean? Like sort of that, that hopeful American dream kind of like, the the little guy succeeds sort of vibe do what do you think that and like what sort of res, how did you respond to this show
1: I, I think yeah it's it's not a bad time for um it's never a bad time to see the little guy come yeah. up yeah, especially coming out of a uh pandemic and um and in all these new ways people have found to actually make money so it's uh yes yeah, it's, it's par, it's right on course did you respond to the story because of that like what 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 first attracted you to this story? Well, here's what happened: Dan Gore and Luke Tradici. I think I said it right. I'm not sure. <laughs> You're like me. I'm horrible at names. Luke Dell Trudici. Um, I just don't know. There's a big debate on how to say his name, but uh, you know, they're from um, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, uh, and, and and other projects, but uh, um, we we all met to to create this. A show, yeah. and they came with some ideas, and it was like all good ideas, and it was like, uh, uh but this one sounded just so different, mm. so uh, uh, unexplored territory, and I think that that's what really excited us all. I think uh, uh, Luke, Luke's father, was the one that pointed out that uh, they were killing snakes in Florida for money, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's how we, uh, you know, and then we said, well, let's. There's a premise. Let's with that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think most people can probably. I'm, I'm sure animal lovers out there will hate me for saying this, but most people can probably get behind the idea of killing some snakes because they are terrifying. What? <laughs> I, I that's a weird question, but did you enjoy the concept <laughs> of killing snakes?
1: <laughs> um. Here's the crazy part that, that well, I don't know how crazy, but um, I had that fear of snakes for so long. Mm-hmm. Until probably about um, seven years ago, six, six or seven years ago, and what happened was I was with my band and we went to uh, Australia, yeah, and we went to one of these uh, um, sanctuary. Okay, yeah, but um, I think there's another word. But it, it was uh, you know sanctuaries, all these animals, and, and I was joking around with my bandmate because they, they were a couple of them were taking a picture with a snake. And I was like, you know, in the background, like pretending to touch it. Then I actually did touch it, and I was like, wow, that's really nice. The snakes feel amazing, by the way. And then I ended up holding a snake on my neck, and I was just like, snakes have been getting a bad rap. Yeah, you know, in the Bible, they get a bad rap in the uh, 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 the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. So, so you know, we're all we're taught to be afraid of snakes. So it it made it a. made them an easy uh a villain for this for this series but in reality i'm like oh they're nice
0: i mean yeah i i would assume they're nice i don't necessarily want to go near them it's sort of one of those things where it's like i'm sure you're fine i just don't need you in my life <laughs> you know um but like i mean it is a true thing that in florida you can make good money killing snakes because florida has a massive snake problem right like it's sort of like deer in the midwest or something
1: yeah, the um, there there, there are those. Uh, I think those contests and those, you know, things to get people. Uh, I haven't done my research on it like that, but uh, to get people hyped to go kill snakes. Apparently, uh, um, you know, back back in the day, people had them as pets, and then they got out of control, and they just let them loose. And nothing eats snakes, but they eat everything. Wow, sound like I'm doing a dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> snakes really do eat everything it's it's
0: and they even somehow make it on planes apparently so like you know there's snakes, <laughs>
1: Same snakes. Jackson.
0: you have this you have sort of like a almost a tom hanks sort of sensibility in that like everyone wants to be your friend like you are America's friend in a lot of ways, and you're such a likable figure that we want to see you sort of do weird things and succeed at doing weird things, like killing snakes.
1: Well, like that, America's friend, <laughs> you and are. Two things, two things I say, I've I've, uh, I've I've called myself America's teddy bear, and um, and also uh, um, just being just from being on the office, I've I've always said this, like people are like, what's it like being on the office? And I feel like is everywhere you go, you have friends. And if yeah, I go to you know, any bar in America, somebody want to buy me a drink.
0: Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Like because of that, and because of sort of the sensibility of even your character in this show or your character from The Office, because everyone has that sort of friend re- response to you, it must inspire some weird intimate reactions from fans sometimes, that sometimes fans get a little too personal or get a little too casual with you. Like, have you ever experienced sort of like a weird fan encounter that you're just like, hey, I don't know you.
1: <laughs> One thousand percent. One that comes to mind, I was in Atlantic City. This was years ago. This was before masks and everything. So, um, I was, and I was going to, uh, I, I, was, I was there, I think I was playing at Borgata, but I used to uh, play the um, the comedy stop at the Tropicana all the time. We used to do, like, you know, Atlantic City and Vegas, those two, those clubs, the, the comedy stop. So back, you know, when I was coming up. So uh, I was just going about to say hi after the Bogata, Um And I was walking through the lot. And it was it was super crowded. And, there was you know, some young kids that might have been college age or just out. But they were, like, hyped. So they saw me. And then I started to kind of jog because I was like, "Oh, let me get out of here," you know. And then one guy ran, and he jumped on me like, like ah, like that, that big, intimate jump hug. Yeah, it was a, a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing? You know, and um, and then so I, you know, I, I think I think I kindly but firmly let him. Let him off me, but it was just a uh,
0: firmly let him off me,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is just like you really are solidifying this America's teddy bear thing with that story. Is that people kindly,
1: kindly but firmly? Because <laughs> kind- I was I was kind of in shock, and yeah. you know I, I couldn't believe it, and I was it was luckily I had my you know I was I was walking, but I was uh I mean I was, it was a brisk. Kind of jog walk, but luckily I kind of looked to the side and, and because if if he'd have just got me, you know, because I oh. was able to break, brace myself, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, well, that's and 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 having that kind of react. I mean, that fan seemed no offense to the fan, hopefully not listening, but yeah, that fan seemed crazy. But like, hopefully, when people respond to you in a positive way like that with this character in particular, I feel like is even more so going to solidify your your sort of stance as America's friend in that we want to see someone succeed. And, and, and I, the idea of sort of pursuing the American dream in the lots of weird ways that people do it, like this character definitely goes in a very dramatic way to get the American dream. <laughs> right. How do you think the show sort of shows or reframes the idea of the American dream in a way?
1: Well... He's down, you know he, he's divorced, he, he's, he's got a daughter he's um, he can't catch a break uh, financially. He's got his brother who's a whole another ton of problems mm-hmm. uh, who could help him, but he can't take the kind of help that his brother is providing because his brother's a criminal. Um, so so he's, he's fired from his job and he goes to, he goes to hunt snakes for a living. You know, he wants to start, to start a uh, salt palmetto farm to help, uh, uh, you know, grow these salt palmetto berries so that he can help men with their prostate and all of this other stuff. Um, so that's that's part of the, you know, the dream itself. But yeah. then there's the new dream to get to that dream, yeah. which is let me get this $20,000 to uh, by killing and catching and killing these snakes. Um, so I'll I, there, there's a reframing for you there somewhere. No, it's true. Yeah. I, and,
0: and it sort of shows the domino effect of sort of like how people make it today in a lot of ways, how people work today is that you sort of, you do one thing that leads to another that leads to another that hopefully leads to a house or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, I mean, the team behind Killing It, it's, you, you, as you mentioned before, you worked with them previously. Like when, when they first approached you with this, the idea and you settled on this idea, well, I mean, you had you've worked with them on Brooklyn Nine Nine for a few years, and you've you've done other things. Like how how was it working on set with a team that you were so familiar with, but this time it was sort of your baby. It was everything revolved around you.
1: Okay, so we we filmed uh, in, in New Orleans, set in Miami, but we, we filmed in New Orleans. And the way it works is one week Dan will be there, and then uh, next week Luke will be there, you know, overseeing or what have you, and um. It was it was great because we already have a, you know, a shorthand and, you know, it's a, a throwing jokes back and forth or whether it be like, OK, this side is so it's very easy to to um, coagulate. What's the word? It begins with a C. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: when you when you when you work with somebody,
0: uh, tell me you a, cooperate, when you mesh, when you see it. See, C- oh, oh, and I'm the writer. Ah!
1: Two, two people working together.
0: Come on. Cooperate. Um uh coexist. Uh <laughs> I'm thinking of
1: every C-word now, Craig. Come on. Come on, we can do this. <laughs> oh my god, now I'm stuck in a spark. It's when two people or two more work together and it's in the work, it's a synergy. uh Uh synergy is good. Synergy is a good word. Corrobor- corrobor-
0: Collaborate sounds illegal i wouldn't go that route
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is this word? are you
0: looking up the word
1: I, i'm hoping it's I was, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping it came to my brain in those next few seconds this is killing me right now okay but you have this shorthand with each other it was it was great working with them uh we have a shorthand we we work well together there's a synergy there and um you know, it's, it's a, and there's trust, you know, which is important, you know, and, and, and we make each other laugh. So the, and, and then if it's not funny, we won't make each other laugh. So there's the, the whole trust like, OK, that well, we could try it. You know, it, it's all there.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, when I saw it, when I first saw the trailer, which was like a while when it first came out, I guess a while ago, I I have to admit the office fan in me immediately was like, I secretly hope this is a spinoff. And somehow Daryl is now a security guard that gets rich doing something with snakes. Like I really hope I was <laughs> I was thinking it was going to go there. Obviously, it's not that. But do you think Office Fan? How do you think Office fans will respond to the show? And I mean, can it secretly be an extension of Daryl? Hopefully,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it's an extension of Daryl. I'm I, I thinking he would be an athlete or something, but um. Office fans are incredible. Mm. You know, they they sell out my shows. Uh, uh, they 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 reach out and say happy birthday. They are uh, you know they, they they support. There's a whole uh, uh, podcast and and yeah. whatever. They, they're they're there. They you know people um, people are like yeah, this is my you know sixth time watching it you know with the family. Or and, and, and it means it is like a, that whole show is like a friend. To somebody some people you know like this uh they've gone they go through uh, their family member had a disease or or a divorce or break any anything some you know an, an office has been there for them so um they stand up what can i say you know so uh yeah. uh uh hopefully they'll I, I don't see them <laughs> stopping uh hopefully they'll they'll get into it just like just like everything that would be incredible that would yeah. be incredible
0: I mean, I would love a I would I would love a Daryl special just that shows where Daryl is in his life, right? <laughs> that would be an incredible piece of hey, content for Peacock. Greg Daniels, <laughs> are you listening? I mean, let's someone email him. So my last question for you is and, and it's it's office related in that, like you started the office was sort of at the very beginning of your acting career. It was just a few years after you had sort of started acting. Um how what was it like sort of getting the office for you and, and how it really sort of changed the trajectory? I mean, you're obviously very fond of your time on The Office. Like, how did it change the trajectory of sort of your career?
1: It it, it opened every door. Uh, it was funny because it will open these doors. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll, I have a few different stories. I'm trying to do a concise... I remember going... Uh, I forget what was to a meeting uh, audition at maybe NBC or something. I, I don't know where I was, but it was like the head of the network walked down, and he was like, "Oh man, I love this show. It's a great show." You know, I was like, Ooh, "Wow!" And then, uh, and then it was had its different moments. Like I went in one audition, and the lady was like, "What's Jim like?" And she just kept talking about John Krasinski. <laughs> like, "He's great." Can I do the audition? Yeah. Um, so, it, but it definitely opened a, a lot of doors and, and um, you know got me into places that maybe it wouldn't have before. But it, you know, it, and and it's uh, and people yelled, Daryl or the office or and it's, I was in Israel one time mm. and uh, somebody drove past the office. <laughs> so uh, it's it's been nothing short of amazing.
0: Yeah, and people tackle you in random spots. Um, apparently, <laughs> people tackle. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much, Craig, for doing this. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to to watch more of the show.
1: Thank you very much, Alan. It's been a pleasure, and uh, i look forward to to reading and hearing this. Yes, and, uh, and uh, let me see one second. I'm Still thinking of the word C word. <laughs>
0: I think it's okay to give it up. There are so many C words. You, We get, really, get pretty creative. Oh, this is
1: so here. Just one, one more try. Yes. It's specific. It's, uh, okay, we work well together. And like, You give input, I give input.
0: We are. Uh, All I can think of is cooperate, but that's not a sexy word.
1: It, 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 it is. It's, not, it's something like cooperate. We, we're very. Uh, not cutting. <laughs> you put in, I put in.
0: <laughs> um, uh, not coexist not not
1: not not confer very shit all right you know, I have to keep
0: some of the C stuff in just because it is just too good. someone listening will know the
1: C word. Cohesive, oh, not cohesive oh god <laughs> This could be a whole podcast, right? This will be the Uh, whole podcast. What word am I thinking of?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. We'll come, you know, know, it'll come to you at some point. It's fine.
1: Right on. Thank you, sir. Thank you you so much,
0: Craig. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. You know, I have to admit, if I ran into Craig Robinson randomly, I, too, would probably tackle him. Oh, and that word that Craig and I were struggling to come up with during our conversation? It was collaborative, which is not a hard word at all. And frankly, I'm a little embarrassed that I was struggling to come up with it. (laughs) Um, but it's fitting that Craig and I talked about snakes on today's episode, because on the next episode of The Parting Shot, I'll be talking about something similar popping up on television more and more these days. Full frontal male nudity. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at myself for even connecting those two, and I apologize. With shows like Euphoria and Minx bearing it all, it seems like we can't escape, well, you know exactly what we can't escape. For years, there has been a double standard over what is shown of female characters on television versus what is often shown of male characters. So I set out to find out why this is happening, why it's important, and what it's like to bear it all. I won't be bearing it all, but I will be speaking with an actor who did bear it all, and I'll also be speaking with Minx's Oscar Montoya about what it's like to work on a set with that much, well, hanging out. Oh, I've never been more glad that this is an audio format and not a visual format, otherwise you'd be seeing me turning very, very red. So yeah, you'll want to check out the next episode of The Parting Shot. And thanks for listening to this episode of The Parting Shot. If you liked what you heard, and I really hope that you did like what you heard, because I had a lot of fun doing this episode, please leave a little rating and review and share it on social media. And you can also tag me when you share it on social media, at H. Allen Scott on everything, because I want to see you liking it so that then I can retweet or whatever you liking it and then we can have this back and forth and it'll be fantastic and let me know what you're watching because I want to have that back and forth with you Um, and I want to learn more about what people are watching because I clearly have a very singular focus about what I watch, especially if it involves sports, because I'm not watching anything that involves sports. And if you're watching something that involves sports, maybe I should be. I don't know. Let me know. Teach me. But for more on the latest news and podcasts, head to newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all social platforms. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day.